0: I just wish there was some media representation for it, you know? Cause even even though that there's this list you can find, there's no Ellen, you know? There's no person that says like I'm asexual and this is what it is.
1: Hello and welcome to Here in LA, Los Feliz Edition. Today we chat with Bree Wild, who's a mom, a wife, and someone you may have seen on your computer be it through BuzzNet or even Live Nation. As you heard in the intro, she also just recently discovered she's asexual. A-what? A-exactly. We'll be talking about what that is, what it isn't, and how she's been trying to fit into society's norms despite never wanting to partake in that aspect of human behavior. Brie is also the VP of a Los Feliz group called Maeve, which we will get into, but first we start way back. When she and I first met fifteen years ago. So please welcome Bree Wild. Well, we know each other from BuzzNet way back in the day. Yes. How old were you when you started at BuzzNet? So I was 23. 23? Yeah. You'd just gotten out of college. Yeah. How did you hear about BuzzNet? Craigslist. We put an ad-out on Craigslist? Mm-hmm.
0: Do you like music? Do you like writing? Yeah, I do.
1: That's gotta be Mark Brown. <laughs> I've never used Craigslist.
0: Um, I mean, I have, but I, or it could have been on a music industry website, but I feel like it was just Craigslist. That
1: makes sense. Yeah. Cause we were, I mean, what, five people?
0: Yeah.
1: So we didn't have like huge budgets. So Craigslist is free. Also, I think Anthony knows Craig.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, fast forward to now you have a fancy title and a fancy job. I think so. What's your fancy title?
0: <laughs> Director of Editorial. For? Well, Live Nation, but Setlist.fm.
1: Okay, Setlist.fm um, is a place where. So, for example, I saw Nirvana in 1994, Humble Brag, and. Um, and I tell people that they played Teen Spirit, like the fourth song of the concert Mm -hmm. and how cool that was and how kind of punk rock that is to not play your hit last. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of seemed like maybe they were a little embarrassed with that hit.
0: They weren't ready to.
1: They were, it was like, okay, so there's the song. Now if you want to leave, you can leave, (laughs) which who's going to leave. But still, I thought that was super punk rock and setlist.fm, like, solidifies that forever. Yeah. Like, it's in there forever. Uh, I bring it up now in relationship to BuzzNet, because BuzzNet was all user-generated. Yes. Is Setlist also?
0: Setlist is all user-generated, but there is, like, a whole team of moderators who, you know, just like Wikipedia has, like, their secret stealth, you know, people who correct shit right away. Like, so does Setlist. And they were there before Live Nation bought the site, I'm sure, so...
1: So these are like super fans of that band,
0: not even of the band. They're just fans of, you know, correct information
1: or something or like. But like, how would how would you know what Miley Cyrus played?
0: Well, when you when you put in the info, it asks for a source a lot of the time. Oh, so or if you want to correct something, it says, what is the source? So, you know, now I would put like, oh, I saw this is the Instagram post with a set list. So this is the correct one.
1: So there's a picture of the piece of paper.
0: No, there's a link probably. So a link yeah. to
1: the picture, pic- piece of picture. Yeah, <laughs> the, the piece of paper.
0: And the moderator sometimes will will lock it too. Cause do you remember when um, was it Nirva- Nirvana played? Was it Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something? <laughs> yes. But there was a big to do about whether or not it was Nirvana because, because it was
1: like Kim Gordon and yes. Saint Vincent.
0: So there was a back and forth thing for two weeks before a moderator just locked the site, you know, and put like in the caveat and notes but
1: so it did it count as Nirvana
0: I actually don't remember I would think it's okay I think it counted but it noted that the other members right so right I love that yeah there's a lot of detail
1: but it makes sense I mean ACDC didn't stop being ACDC you know, once Bon Scott died. There's a
0: lot, there's a lot of, yeah, fan quibbles over things like that. Like, that's not really, or there's some, the technicality of the website sometimes. Like, it'll say, uh, Paul McCartney will play something, it'll say Beatles cover, and we're like, that's Paul, so, (laughs) we're like, well, yes, we know, but. mm."
1: You guys do do that, that's right. Yeah. How long have you been, uh, are you like the boss of setlist.fm?
0: I'm the boss of the editorial part of setlist.fm, yeah.
1: So this is years after you were BFFs with Fallout Boy.
0: Well, not BFFs, but What
1: I mean. was your what was your job title or the,
0: At Buzznet?
1: Yeah, uh, for for Fallout Boy.
0: I think it was just music. What was your
1: responsibility for them?
0: I didn't have as much responsibility as everybody else. I was just a big fan. So I did all like the fan things and wrote about them for Buzznet.
1: And and Buzznet in the early days had um relationships with only like three bands like really close relationships well
0: i feel like maybe buzznet really got going because pete wentz was using it as a photo sharing site right before yeah
1: because back then there wasn't a place for him to put his pictures right there 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 was myspace which only had like seven pictures you could put up seven or eight pictures and at buzznet it was unlimited uh mark brown was one of the revolutionary trailblazers as far as mobile technology Yep. Um, to get your photos onto the web. The
0: Shosu phones.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. And Nokia partnerships. Yeah. Like, he was He was talking about mobile years before anybody else really was seriously... I mean, people would talk about it. Mark was actually making it Doing happen. It, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Mark Brown, yeah. MC Brown, whose birthday <laughs> was just yesterday. Oh,
0: yeah. Did I wish him a happy birthday? I hope so. Happy belated birthday. There birthday.
1: you go um and so so he i guess he reached out to fall out boy and to pete and said you can of course you can put your stuff with us and all of a sudden the fall out boy community was buzznet yeah which was awesome and so you oversaw that ms Wild.
0: i did them among other bands but they were but the, i'm sure that they're the reason that buzznet was really took off because the fans around fallout boy were really on and i think pete was on live journal at the same time too but live journal is different because it's a writing and blogging site and whereas buzznet was just like throw every picture you have ever wanted to on there so
1: so back then it was my chemical romance Mm -hmm. panic at the disco Mm -hmm. him him yeah which i don't even think we had a relationship with they just they they just just put stuff up the fans fans fans. just there yeah yeah just put anything like pictures of magazines Yeah. Which, again, I thought was so great that BuzzNet was like...
0: It was kind of like a scrapbook, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that wouldn't fly these days.
1: Based on what the fans want. Yeah. Which, most of the time, the fans are... It's such a strange Catch-22 with corporations and, and the relationships with fans. They want the fans, but they don't really want the fans to do what the fans want to do. Right. And so i think that was one of the successes of buzznet was it was like let the fans do whatever they want to do they want to collect pictures yeah and then talk and i mean we didn't even really do that much moderating
0: no no (laughs) (laughs) because who cares
1: especially in those on those big bands because there's going to be 100 new comments tomorrow
0: i think towards the end of buzznet i was just taking a lot of time trying to pull out the good content and highlight it which is you know kind of what i do at setlist now but um you know just finding the good stuff and
1: pulling it out so um how at buzznet did you go to every single fallout boys show that was in la probably yeah You also had a relationship with um, the Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. Was that through BuzzNet or was that all on your own?
0: That was through BuzzNet. They sent me on a 2008 Warp Tour as an embedded blogger. Oh Come
1: on. Which meant you rode the tour bus. I did. And so you being on the warped tour bus. It was rough. It's got to be great though. Like isn't that like a a dream game? No, war-
0: being on warped tour despite, you
1: know, how difficult
0: it was is still a dream thing. Like it's 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 a it's a bucket list thing for anybody who grew up in that scene.
1: And you love that music. Yeah. When I think about you back in those days is Fishnet stockings. <laughs> Fishnet stockings and maybe Converse's or um, Converse Doc Martens. Doc
0: Martens, yeah, depending on the weather.
1: Um, tight shorts, probably for a concert, mm-hmm. and and the so were were dudes being rude to you? No, that's good. No, yeah. So warped was a good scene. Yeah, warped was a good scene. And it broke a lot of bands. It did.
0: I feel like maybe I mean I, I've heard of like terrible pop-punk bands that have been on that tour, so I'm sure there's people who had bad experiences, but I had a really good experience. I ended up on a different bus though. I I was on a bus with um, Music Saves Lives, which is a non-profit, and this um, New York band called Lords of Brooklyn. I know them. You know them? Yeah. Sure. I was on a bus with them. So there was like having a bunch of like sassy New York uncles for a long time. (laughs) And they used to make fun of me because I wouldn't get up till twelve, you know, but the bands had to be up so early. And whenever whenever they went looking for me, I would hear one of them say, like, where's Brian? She's regenerating her cells. Because that's what I told them I was doing if I was nappy.
1: Why did the bands have to wake up early?
0: Um they, sometimes they had to sound, well, they, they found out what slot they were playing at around 7 or 8. And then they had to um, do their sound checks. And then, you know, oh, their press started pretty early, too, I think. Their press started before doors. So they had a specific thing, you know, things they had to get through before whatever their slot time was. And it could be anywhere from 11.30 to 7.30 p.m. And they wouldn't know until they woke up that morning.
1: You know, maybe, maybe I'm really just an old man. This sounds so exhausting.
2: Oh, Warped Tour is exhausting.
1: Like, even if, even if you do sleep in till noon, which, by the way, I would have too, <laughs> for sure. It's noon till midnight, right? Yeah. Every day. Yeah.
0: And, like, I mean, for me, like, I was trying to, like, write blogs and upload photos and stuff like that. But, I mean, for the bands, they're doing, what, 10 interviews a day? And and then the hardest thing on Warped Tour is making sure all your basic needs are met before you do any of that which is getting a shower and getting your food because you have to stand in line for food for the catering and you have to stand in line for a shower. Thank God there weren't very many girls and I didn't have to stand in line for showers. So I just always looked at the time that there was a Korean band called Oreska band on that year.
1: I love them.
0: Oh yeah, they were on the web tour. Japanese ska band. Yeah. I watched them, but then I realized they were the only big bunch of girls on the Warped Tour. So I would look at what time they played and I would go take a shower when they were on stage because otherwise I had a lineup behind 10 girls.
1: I don't think any of them spoke English, did they?
0: I don't think so, no. I mean, there's obviously other girls on Warped Tour, but like I remember like, they were the only competition I had for the showers.
1: Uh, also, you're a vegetarian. Yes. Was Warped vegetarian friendly?
0: Oh, yeah. Warped was like vegan and vegetarian friendly way before like anything else caught on. And maybe that's because the musicians were, but they had really, really good, good vegan and vegetarian options. So good. I never ate as well as I ate on that Warped tour. (laughs) Really? Three meals a day. None of this makes sense. I know.
1: Because looking back, it just seems like a super punk rock, grungy, dirty... Yeah, but they had- Circus.
0: tada catering, you know, who was just serving up three meals a day. And, you know, sometimes we had barbecues at the end of the night. And it was a well-oiled machine.
1: Okay, so the other day on your incredible blog, you wrote the best coming out story I've ever read. I thought it was great because you talked about something that I knew nothing about. Uh, you talked about being asexual. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that struck me, I mean, there were so many, um, was you said there was there's no role models for this. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no famous people.
0: There's Morrissey, but he's kind of a bitch, isn't he?
1: Did you read his book? No. Great book, <laughs> great book. There's a few things in there that you're like, huh? Like he talks about UFOs in a weird way. <laughs> it's like Morrissey? Cause he's like so literal about everything and so like detail oriented. And anyways, I thought it was a fantastic book. Uh, I did find though, some famous people who are, who they say are asexual.
0: If you do a Google search, a few people come up, yeah. Uh, Paula Poundstone. Really? Uh huh. She wasn't on the list.
1: Uh, I thought she was just straight up lesbian. I don't
0: know. I think they said she was a. Um, Ginny Garofalo. Was she on the list? No. Okay. What was your list? Tell me. Who My on.
1: list was Salvador Dali. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, who I think was married for fifty, sixty years, but you've proven <laughs> you can also be married, which is also interesting. Um, Tesla.
0: I mean, that makes sense, kind of.
1: Uh, and I think like Isaac Newton, uh, Emily Bronte.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I've heard that before. Yeah.
1: And so my list was like, okay, well, first of all, they can't dispute it because they're long dead <laughs> yeah. and maybe they didn't know what asexual was back then. And maybe there was all these circumstances around it. Like maybe Emily Bronte just never was able to freely date Yeah. and just hated the guy that she ended up with. Um, but those men, you would think, could have figured it out.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But there is no, no, there's no, and even Morrissey, like, people know that about him, but he doesn't talk about it, you know? Which sucks. Yeah.
1: Which is why, again, thank you for being here. Thanks, And thank you for being open to talk about this. Yeah. Did you get any blowback writing about this? No, but I feel like I also didn't, I didn't
0: big post it, I didn't. I posted it on Twitter and I posted on Facebook that if you want to read this blog, you go through to dot and I didn't post the link. So they had to do the work of putting their fingers in the browser if they wanted to go read it. So I didn't get any blowback about it. And you did it
1: this way cause you were still a little nervous.
0: Yeah. And I feel like I have a lot of, you know, like old school aunties and you know, and like.
1: Like people- literal ants.
0: Yes literal aunts or, you know, my mom's friends who maybe don't know of this existence and might try to offer some sort of advice that I don't (laughs) want, you know? Uh, Like I know (laughs) a lot of people will be like, have you tried hormones or, you know, have you tried these pills? You know, like, there's some typical responses that people get when they come out to this. I mean, this is only based on, you know, other things I've read in the community. So I don't, I didn't come out to get advice from those people.
1: <laughs> um, also, I thought your post just hit everything. Like you explained your entire, and by the way, you, even though you blog a lot, you don't, and you reveal a lot of emotion in your, in your posts, you don't really get into sex and maybe this is why a little bit. Yeah. Has it been a secret? Has it been something that you've been sitting on that you've always wanted to talk about one day?
0: No. I mean, I went back the other day and looked because it's familiar to me. This isn't the first time I thought about it. And the first time I wrote a blog about it was in 2005. So I posted the original 2005 blog. Um, Recently? Yes. So I can go days.
1: back and, and yes, see that somewhere. You
0: can read the first one, yeah.
1: Oh, I want to.
0: Um, I feel so unprepared now. <laughs> so that's the 2005 one. That was just supposed to be like, yeah, no, this isn't the first time. But, I mean.
1: Did you get any blowback back then? Yes. People with the stupid advice.
0: Yes, people with the stupid advice. Or at the time, I, I was a virgin. so you know. So they were saying, just try it. It's not your identity. Just get it over with. Not, but I don't want to. Right. Mm, no.
1: No. Dry black dudes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just tra- just just do it. Whatever. Or
1: maybe you're a lesbian. Right. Was that some of the feedback?
0: I don't think anybody thought I was a lesbian.
1: <laughs> I don't know well, You never know. You look yeah. at you look at Joan Jett and you're gonna like, Oh, I see it now. Yeah. yeah. But at the time you're like she's just a tomboy.
0: Yeah. And like, no, and like yeah, I got a lot of blow back, there, back then and I got a lot of like, you know, just try it or, the, you know, you you can't, you can't know until you try. You can't. Absolutely. And like I said in that first post, I think I kind of knew in fifth grade.
1: In fifth grade, you were asked uh, who you have a crush on mm-hmm. and you said Mickey Mouse. Yeah,
0: because I didn't have any crushes.
1: Do you, do you still have a crush on Mickey Mouse? No. Did you ever? No. You just threw that out there? Yeah, I just threw it out there. I love kids.
0: He's... I mean, he's got a lot of money. He's loaded.
1: He's got a castle. Huh?
0: He's got a castle. <laughs> Isn't Mickey Mouse like the Jay Z for kids?
1: You know, I, I love Jay Z, and but he doesn't. Mickey seems happy. Well, that's true. To have Minnie and that castle. Yeah. Jay Z kind of seems like, yeah, Beyonce's fine. Yeah, he doesn't always got Being a billionaire is okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's like, is there something you'd rather do, Jay Z? I yeah. feel like there is.
0: <laughs> Maybe there is. For a while, I just put it behind me. You know, like I gave in. I tried. Yes. I dated a lot of people. I had three serious boyfriends, um, but there was a lot of alcohol involved.
1: A lot. You forced yourself.
0: Yes. And in these last couple months, I, I did sober oct sober September and sober October, and. I read some quitlet, you know, that was like th- these are the things that are going to change your life when you stop drinking alcohol. And one of the big things is like you're going to have amazing sex and I'm like, "Oh, wait, no." In fact, I don't want it at all now. Sober. Sober. Yeah. So without the alcohol, I can't even succumb to it, really.
1: What did the alcohol do for you? Maybe not care. And even be- when you were somebody that you love. Yeah. Because that was the other interesting thing about your post. There were so many again. Is you were like, I love this man. Hmm? I think you were speaking about your husband. Yeah. I love this man. And you were kind of doing it kind of as a favor. Yeah. Also, it's it's in a, in, a, in, a str- in a strange way. I say strange because we are not uh, old school people. <laughs> yeah. But it's the wifely duty is what I took yeah. from that.
0: It's part of, I mean... He makes me breakfast. My coffee's ready in the morning. You know, like he meets my needs. I see that as a need that he needs met. And I set up parameters a long time ago. Did you? When we were, and he reminded me of it, you know, when I told him, but he was like, yeah, when we first started dating, you said, I need two days in between at least. Don't ask me if it's at least, unless it's been two days. And I was like, I don't remember that, but it sounds right. Wow. Um. Yeah, and those were the parameters I set up in the beginning.
1: Two days because it was emotional to do it?
0: Not emotional. I just, I needed to mentally prepare myself to go through with it. I'm not, now if you get into it, there's people who are repulsed by it completely. And some people who don't mind it. And some people who are positive about it. um, I, I'm not repulsed by it but I literally on my own never think about it.
1: And that's what I want to ask you. When I was going through puberty I'd have wet dreams and I still sometimes will have sexy dreams. You never had any of those?
0: The kind of sex dreams that I've had are I have a dream where someone's coming off of me and I'll be like, did I have sex with that person? And that's my version of a sex dream. Is someone was is like smothering me and they get off and then I have and the sex dream is did i have
1: sex with that person? And that's it. That's my sex dream. Almost a nightmare. Yeah. It's not a romantic no, experience. No. No. Wow. Yeah. Have you you've you've you see a therapist, right? Yeah. And which is which isn't a private thing. You've you've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've been in therapy for as long as I've been on antidepressants. So
1: have you gone into great detail with your therapist about this? Actually, I just told her last week. What? Yeah. We all learned at the same time. Yeah. Even, it, even though you hinted at in 2005, but I guess we were busy.
0: Yes. In 2005, I hinted at it. And I, that was before I went to therapy, too. I think I started therapy in 2007 after the BuzzNet benefits kicked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that, I started getting therapy because I wanted to live on my own. And I had an eating disorder at the time. Nobody oh. wants to live by themselves with eating disorder. That's just a woof. You don't? No. no.
1: <laughs> it, can we talk about that real quick? Sure. I don't think we've ever talked about this. Have we? No.
0: Because I'm, I mean, that's one of the things I worked on in therapy the most. So, uh,
1: Bulimia or anorexia? Bulimia. I'm so sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. So you... I'm a white middle class girl. <laughs> it's very typical.
1: I guess so. I guess we don't hear about third world girls doing this, no. but it's it, not about it's, money. No. It's about society. Yeah. Is it, is it mirrors? Yes. Because I remember when you were single, you had a huge mirror in your bedroom.
0: Yeah. Well, the wall, the closet was mirrors. So yeah.
1: No. Was that a bad mirror for you?
0: No, because by that point I was on antidepressants and I was going to therapy, but I knew that I couldn't live on my own. As an adult who could go to the grocery store or go to fast food without having, being accountable or, you know, having these crazy thoughts fixed. So otherwise I would just go, when I was younger, I used to stop at in and out on the way home from school and then get home and throw up everything I ate.
1: And so. so with a man in the house, it has to be a man though, right? It can't be like your best friend. Cause uh, you've got a best friend who loves Taco Bell. Yes. So you two could have just gone to Taco Bell and you've been having it. Yeah.
0: A- no, now I'm okay. I feel like I worked on that so I, I could live alone. And then once I did live alone, I, and we got the antidepressants, right. Those thoughts stopped being so obsessive and
1: yeah. What were the thoughts that you're finished?
0: Obsessive calorie counting. Oh. Uh, uh, and just the feeling of wanting to get rid of things. Like, yeah, purging, you know?
1: Well, get rid of food. Because again, your apartment had lots of cool stuff in it. Oh, yeah, lots of stuff, yeah. You have ticket stubs everywhere. You have books, records, clothes for days, shoes for days. You you weren't getting rid of that. No, no. Only the
0: food. And how I, yeah, it was just how I looked and dieting. I tried the fentramine back in the day, which, you know, it was a whole bunch of, it was diet pills that caused like heart problems and stuff like that.
1: The the voices in your head were saying you're fat and ugly. Yeah. Did that ever, did that, could you ever, could you ever say to those voices, bitch, look at
0: this. (laughs) Uh, Once I was on antidepressants, I could.
1: But before that, not. No. No matter how you looked, no matter how great your clothes were, no matter what comments you got on YouTube, because you would put on your your stockings on YouTube and get tons of views. The, the the boys at the at the Warped tour couldn't convince that voice
0: no not really wow
1: what was the magic pill that worked for you
0: i am on a combination of prozac and welbutrin
1: mobutrin
0: welbutrin welbutrin yeah
1: i don't know this word so world prozac
0: at all. is kind of like the anti-anxiety one the one that like calms the obsessive thoughts oh. but when i was just on prozac i would sleep 12 hours a night oh I would just sleep. So Wellbutrin is kind of like the energizing one and, uh, the well, one that motivates you to, you know, participate in life.
1: So you need both. Yeah. The, the Prozac shuts down that stupid voice. Yes. Which I've always said that that voice in our head that says all the, all the negative things is the devil. <laughs> that the devil doesn't need to be a physical thing. It, um. It's probably more effective if he's just tiny, like Ant-Man, and just whispers negative shit to us yeah. all day. Just annoying. Right. Yeah. And, and as writers, we hear that voice all the time. Oh, yeah. It's a different story that's telling us. Yeah. But still the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough. This is boring. This is horrible. This Nobody's is... Nobody's writing this. Right.
0: Take it down. Delete it.
1: Right. Yeah. But that, for uh, a person with eating disorders, is just nonstop about how you look. How you look. When did, you, when did you know, again, you're very well read, you're very much an intellectual, you think about things, um, when did you know, fuck yeah, that's it, I'm, a, I'm asexual, that's the label?
0: I mean, probably just in the last month or so when I decided not to drink and decided that without the alcohol, I, uh, yeah, I just don't want to do it.
1: Even though you kind of wrote about it in 2005, yeah. you were kind of guessing, you were assuming that you were?
0: I was guessing, but you know, the world wears you down, man, when they say, don't knock it till you tried it. And to be perfectly frank, you know, there was a lot of people who tried to have sex with me that I knew. And I went back to those people and was like, I'm ready now. And I had sex with them and hmm, nothing. Um... It was like a systematic, like going back to my checklist to be like, I know that person wants to, I know that person wants to, we'll try it, we'll try it, we'll try it, we'll try it. Hmm.
1: No. So even Johnny Depp couldn't have done it. It, it, What did it feel like? Just like somebody like rubbing your elbow? It's just like something to get through. It's
0: like when you exercise, nobody likes to be on a fucking Stairmaster, but you do it because there's an end game, you know?
1: Well, these annoying people say that there's a runner's high when you run enough. That's true. Is there a hiker's high when you hike enough? Yeah. But there's not an uh, ecstasy feeling of sex when you're asexual. No.
0: Hmm. I feel like the end game for me is like, because there are also people who are aromantic, who don't have romantic feelings, like, I do have that. I do want to date somebody, hang out with them. Go places with them. Um, and I want the, I want the end game. I want the, the waking up the next day and going to breakfast. I want that.
1: <laughs> so I got to do that to get to that. Also, you said you love making out. Yeah. You love cuddling, mm-hmm. spooning. Yeah. Um, you are attracted to people. In a way. <laughs> you can see the, the, the hotness the, in them. Aesthetically, yes. Pete Wentz walks yes. in here. You're like, oh, yeah. Look at yeah. you.
0: But I think it's really, it's it's people's faces more than anything, you know? Hmm. I don't. My first boyfriend had a tattoo and I couldn't tell you what the fuck it was. Because I feel like it's like the shoulders and up is where I pay attention to people. Wow. Yeah.
1: Hyper-focused. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you want the breakfast after.
0: I want the breakfast. I want the brunch. <laughs> this, I want to wake up in the brunch. This
1: is why I love women so much. Every single woman is different. Because there's some who are like, after it's over, they're like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Like, literally, get out of here. I don't (laughs) want any more. I've gotten what I wanted. But you're the opposite. You would rather he crawled into bed at eight in the morning. Ah, You wake up at nine. (laughs) Yep. Right? Yep. Okay, so let's talk about your husband then. Mm. When you wrote this, was it painful for you to show it to him? Yeah, I...
0: I didn't know how he was gonna react. You know, like, uh, part of me w- felt like he was gonna say, like, oh, I know, you know, because I never initiate, ever. Um, but, you know, he was just sort of shocked by it and he felt betrayed. He felt like I'd been lying to him and I was like, I'm not, I'm not I've been trying, dude. I've been trying, you know?
1: Don't you remember Maui? <laughs>
0: I've been trying. I ate anchovy paste one time because somebody said it was an aphrodisiac. Anchovy it's paste, something like that. Yeah. Do you like anchovies? No, not really. I like it as part of a Caesar salad, but. Um, so you were you were being a good wife. Yeah, I mean, I was trying. It's just, it just it never comes to me on its own, and uh, you know he was, he said he felt betrayed and embarrassed. Um, his wife is not attracted to him. And I said, I'm not attracted to anyone. And I said, you know, I was going to lead with this fact. I will never cheat on you. It's not within (laughs) the realm of possibility. That's a good point. I, I just, I won't. (laughs) Um, uh, and then what's weird was I thought like, maybe he won't want me to post this because maybe it hurts too much, you know? Uh, but he said he wanted me to post it. He wanted me to post it and announce it first so that he could talk to someone else about it.
1: He sees a therapist also?
0: No, he does not. He met his friends. His buddies. Yeah.
1: By the way, this guy's like a roadie.
0: Yeah, well, he works as a LED uh, technician now.
1: LED. Yeah. So oh. the screen behind the stage. Mm-hmm. So that they don't have to have...
0: But they do it for movies now. They do huge setups for movies now. So he's working on... Like movie on- premieres? No, like movie movies, like Westworld. Oh. World. And oh. TV shows. Movie and TV, they set up the wall. So the background is not actually, you know, a park or whatever else. It's just so instead allergies. of a
1: green screen, they've got this. So yeah. it might look more realistic. Yeah. Does it pay better than being a roadie? Oh, yeah. And he gets to stay in LA. Yeah.
0: Perfect. He has to go to, he has to, he will have to travel to Albuquerque for three months though.
1: New Mexico? Yeah.
0: There's a cam- Netflix campus
1: there. <laughs> Do you get to go too? No. Do you want to go? I, no, I don't want to go.
0: No thank you. Yeah.
1: Okay, so by the way, shout out Tim. Cause this has got I mean, first of all, it was hard on you, I'm sure, as an attractive young woman, because you're getting hit on all the time.
0: Yeah. I have to I don't think I told him this, but I was like, one of the greatest things about being married is that no one's allowed to hit on you anymore. So people do, but they're not allowed to.
1: So we shouldn't be surprised when asexual women get married early. That's not, that's not a good thing. It's it's inaccurate to say, but you're married. Sometimes right. they got married so that they wouldn't have the awkwardness.
0: And they, maybe they found a person that, you know, that they can do it for.
1: Or a person who doesn't want doesn't it. Doesn't want it, yeah. Is that the dream?
0: I think so. Probably.
1: That's kind of sad. I know. But those people exist too. Yeah. There's dudes who don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, they have their hang-ups that have nothing to do with being asexual. Yeah. And they just want to hold hands and cuddle. So, he took it well.
0: Relatively. (laughs) He didn't leave. But um, I remember, you know. You're you're judging him. This is a hard thing. I know. Yeah, he took it well. But I mean, I also get sent him a podcast. One that I recently just found out, you know, that explained it
2: explained it in the past is asexuality is a sexuality just like Mm -hmm. someone that's straight someone that's gay bi pan whatever it is a sexual orientation like any other yes um but it is defined by a lack of sexual attraction now attraction is not the same as sexual desire it's not the same as your libido Mm -hmm. it's not the same as that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um It's sexual attraction, so who you're attracted to. If you're gay, you're attracted to people of your same gender. Yes. If you're asexual, you're attracted to no one of any gender Mm -hmm. sexually. One of the confusions around asexuality often comes from people thinking that asexuality is... Because the the prefix a means like no or like a lack of mm-hmm. and so people see asexuality and they think that it means that it is a lack of sexuality right in the way that we refer to it that is not what it means in the way mm-hmm. we're talking about it we mean it as it is a sexuality mm-hmm. it just means that it's just defined as it's just defined as you don't have sexual attraction to other people right. and that is the sexual orientation that An asexual person has. You know what I just thought of is Mm -hmm. you know how black is technically the absence of color, Mm -hmm. but it's still a color. Yes. It's like that. Black is technically the lack of color, but Mm -hmm. we don't see it like that. Yeah. I just came up with that. Perfect. Anyway. So that's the basic definition. They say, don't
1: ask,
0: don't say these things or don't ask these things. And he got mad at that. He said, I just found out about this. And I was like, so did I. This is the
1: first podcast I found.
0: So what are some of
1: the things you're not supposed to ask? Have I already asked them?
0: I don't know. I don't actually don't remember because I only listened to the podcast once. It was the best explanation I could find because there's not a lot out there.
1: Which again, thank you for doing this. Uh, Is this hard to talk to with me?
0: No, but I feel like I'm still in the early stages of understanding it. So I don't know that I can explain everything completely.
1: How old are you? 40. Are you really? Yeah. God, does time fly. (laughs) Also, you don't look 45 or 40 at all. You look like 25. Um... But you've lived 40 years. You are the expert. You do know what it is.
0: I know what it is, but I don't think I've had a lot of experience talking about it or writing about it other than, you know, those two main posts. So it's hard to explain the absence of something to people.
1: Especially to people who not only is this part of their lives, but for a lot of people, it is the primo thing in their life. Yeah.
0: And I found without the alcohol too, because you know, we used to drink wine at night and watch a TV show without it. I was getting so angry watching these fucking TV shows and reading certain books with sex scenes. I was like, this is not real. Why do I have to deal with this? Like, why do I, I think we were watching you, you know, which there's a lot of sex scenes in you. (laughs) Hey, you.
1: You make me kinder, more selfless. You make me feel good so good I forget whatever darkness resurfaced in my sleep I lose myself in you find myself through you and when I'm with you we're the only two people on earth
0: Uh, there was a character on Bojack Horseman that came out as asexual and that is the only person in the history of any TV anywhere that we have
2: so, what are you gonna do with your $8 million? First, I'm gonna get a really fancy hat, like really fancy. Then I'm gonna get a t shirt that says, Hey, look at my hat. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I've always wanted to go to a super nice restaurant and order everything on the menu. Oh, yeah. That's like first day millionaire stuff. We should go sometime together. Todd, can I ask you something? Of course. What? Your deal. I feel like you like me, but you don't like me, but you like me, and I don't know what that is. Are you gay? Whoa, why would you even? You can tell me if you're gay, it's fine. This isn't the 1600s or some places in the present. I'm not gay. I mean, I don't think I am, but I don't think I'm straight either. I don't know what I am. I think I might be nothing. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much.
1: Oh crap! I accidentally tipped the waitress eight million dollars. Well, guess I'm broke again. You have a fantastic blog that, that is still going. From one blogger to another, shout out. <laughs> um, but you also have now ventured into TikTok. Yeah. And on your TikTok, you explain the ups and downs of being a mom. Yeah. Mostly the downs on TikTok. Yeah. Which is fine. It's a perfect place to vent.
0: I just made it through a week of cold and flu season with a toddler. Yes, of course I got sick because that's what happens when your offspring coughs directly into your nose and mouth and everything. The only thing that made Desmond feel better was being on on my body, like on my body. <sighs> I called him a miserable marsupial I could have used a kangaroo pouch. My back would have liked that a lot. There was a lot of mandatory snuggling. And before you say cherish it, like you'll miss it when he's older. This was not normal snuggling. This was him attempting to like meld us into one person again. He wanted to go back where he came from. And I was not prepared. When they're newborns, you're like prepared for the skin to skin situation, right? Like everything is within arm's reach. Your water, your snacks, your catheter, just kidding. Uh, but, you know, you're prepared for it next time. I'm gonna need some snacks. I'm gonna need some lumbar support. I'm gonna need
1: some things, okay? Yeah. Um, is that a place where, where other moms do that?
0: Yeah, actually, um, there's a lot of moms on TikTok, um, surprisingly, and, you know, that's what makes you feel like, oh, I'm not alone, you know?
1: So now that we live in this age of ultra communication... Are there mom groups out there that you can lean on or read? Like you're, you're a voracious reader. Yeah. Are have, um obviously this has happened to other parents before. Yeah.
0: There, um, I mean, there's a lot of uh, mom groups online, like specific ones just for, um, I remember There's a podcast called Lady Gang, and they have a lot of subgroups. And there's a subgroup just for babies born in May of 2019. What? There's about 20 of us, yeah. So, you know, when we were pregnant and all the way towards, you know, now, we're all having the same sort of issues and stuff like that. But um, one of the great things about living in um, Los Feliz is, by the way, Los Feliz Navidad. Los Feliz Navidad.
1: (laughs) We were talking about this on our Facebook uh, here in LA group. How do you pronounce it? And I never really wanted to get into that.
0: <laughs> Nobody does.
1: Only because I don't know if there's a right way to say it. And I think they're all nice. That's fine. Yeah. I like it the way that you say yeah. it.
0: That's what I figure it's supposed to be. But who knows? If, if I'm around someone who says it the other way, I'll start saying it the other way. And I'll be like, damn it. Anyway, um, the great thing about uh, Los Feliz is... No, no. I said no, I said the other way. <laughs> God damn it. Um, it has uh, a mom's club. So, I think Las Vegas is pretty small, but at, as of right now, our Moms Club, which is called Maeve, M-A-E-V-E, has 235 members. Wow. Yeah. And this is everybody who, from Moms who are expecting up to like nine years old, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you know, we were considering moving for a while. and. I know I'm not friends with all of these moms, but it's so, it's a hyper-local group. You have to live within the area code. So the idea that I have all these moms within one mile, two mile radius is a very comforting thought, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, uh, uh,
1: I think it's, okay. I can see why there, I, I can see why there's families um, in Los Feliz. Uh, it's, I think, safe. Yeah. You got the biggest park in all of California with multiple playgrounds, but I don't see the strollers that um, in uh, in New York they would they would joke about Park Slope being like stroller heaven. I don't think of any place in LA that's stroller heaven, and certainly yeah. not Los Feliz. I mean,
0: I did I did a lot of strollering with. Desmond before we could walk in Las Feliz is not the most stroller friendly sometimes there are big old curbs you have to go off of you know and
1: and the trees are (sighs) screwing up the sidewalks yes
0: yes especially if you go up Vermont you're going up towards you know Franklin Cafe you have to like fully pull back on your on on the stroller to get it over the tree but uh so it's 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 not super stroller friendly but yeah there, there are a lot of kids there though
1: and, and so maybe so maybe the reason that Maeve is popular is uh, I would imagine that the women in Los Feliz are educated and wired and somehow discovered this virtual group. hmm. Is it is it all, all virtual? No, it's
0: not all virtual. It started out. As a physical mom's group, I joined a couple months after Desmond was born because the president reached out to me when I was looking at preschools on Nextdoor, I think.
1: Obama reached out to you?
0: <laughs> not that president. The Moms Club president. At the time, it was called Moms, moms Club Lost Police, and we changed it. Um, we disbanded after the George Floyd incident because the Moms Club International did not want to make any political statements about it.
1: International
0: yeah this is it was international
1: so some lady in germany was upset
0: yeah i mean i don't know who the president of that mom's club was but there was a list of rules and um there are kind of problems with that mom's club too because that mom's club was also more dedicated to stay-at-home moms oh um so there was you know there was a few points of contention with that mom's club, but nothing else existed. And then when they said we couldn't post, you know, a statement of solidarity for BIPOC moms, we disbanded and created MAVE.
1: Isn't that interesting how things that should never be political, like health, like how is, how is this, this vaccine a political thing? How is um, a kid who murders people political? And how is saying you shouldn't beat up black people right. and kill them? How's that a political thing? No matter We're where you live. we teach
0: our kids to be kind humans. Oh, I'm sorry. That's political. And it was just coming up a lot, you know, and, you know, a lot of these people have, you know, really young kids and they want to know before where they should start, you know, Perfect. and what books they should read and what they can be doing, you know. And as instead of trying to correct their worldview later and realize, you know, white people are not the center of it.
1: But, so critical race theory.
0: <laughs> yeah, for kindergartners.
1: Let's talk about Griffith Park. Yeah. Um, during uh, the peak of coronavirus, when you were kind of stuck, thank god you had a, a nice back patio area yeah but i saw that you were going to griffith park because it was giant it was outside yeah children could be free yeah um i mean again in la there's not a lot of just big ass parks like that where you can like kind of be free
0: no and the great thing about griffiths too is like even before their playground ages, there's Big patches of just grass where you can just like let them roll or eat dirt or whatever they want to do. You know, like. Do they eat dirt? I mean, I think all toddlers have tried it. All babies have tried it at some point. Wow. Yeah. Do they puke it? No, it's not like a cat situation. I think the cats do it on purpose. But
1: seriously, I've never had a kid. If a kid eats dirt, he just spits it out and goes, oh, ma. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you chose to do that. (laughs) told you if you need a snack you can tell me the other thing about griffith park lots of parking
0: oh yeah that's like free that's parking. really really helpful yeah and there's a bunch of different playgrounds there's like shane's inspiration which has like a zip line for older kids and stuff and then there's like the ferndale one which is very shady and close to the good lattes um i don't even know how many other there's just
1: there's Bathrooms? a lot to them
0: I don't know. I never, ha- I, because of the coronavirus thing, I've never gone to the
1: bathroom. Oh. There. Yeah. See, now this is the real brie coming out. <laughs> yeah. You're like, gross. Yeah, I'm not going
0: to do it. I, I don't got to change, I go in the bathroom to change a diaper, change a diaper on a planter. It's fine.
1: Oh, so there's no need. No. And, you, and you're prepared. You've got water. Mm-hmm. So you got everything you need. You don't need a bathroom. No. Also, I would think it's safe in Griffith Park, too. Yeah.
0: It feels safe. We passed Moe one time. I'm telling you, re- we passed Moby walking out.
1: Really? Yeah. So well, I was I think Moby hikes up to. there.
0: I think he hikes there.
1: What other spots do you recommend for, let's say you are a parent with a child mm-hmm. and you want to visit Los Feliz? You've already seen Griffith Park a million times. Are there any kid friendly spots that you could recommend? I feel like we haven't been
0: out to explore as much because of the pandemic. You know, before we did go to Fred 62 when he could barely learn how to sit. Um,
1: I just went there the other day. Yeah, I love it. It's so cute. good.
0: We've, we've ordered a lot from there. I heard they were in trouble for a while during the pandemic. So we ordered yeah. many times from them. Good for you. Um, I'm trying to think the library, if we haven't been in a while though, but the library, you know, during normal times has story time and everything.
1: There was a woman on Twitter who went to every library in L.A. with her, I think, four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And it was so cute. Yeah. Because you got to see all the children's sections of every library yeah. in L.A. Yes.
0: Yeah, so the library's cool. I can't, th- I don't know what else there is. We haven't, we've leaned a lot on Griffith Park, obviously. <laughs> There's Barnesdale too, but Barnesdale is a straight uphill. And to be honest, I feel like that park's mostly for the homeless people
1: it is grungy yeah, and it's the closest park to me i think it's the oldest park in hollywood um and it's interesting i would call that los Feliz adjacent
0: yeah it's like east hollywood yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and i wouldn't bring a child there
0: no. it's first of all it's not that easy to get to if you want to just go for a stroll i'm not taking a stroller up that hill insane <laughs>
1: say that humans most humans think about sex like non-stop throughout the day you don't no it's a pain in the and ass and it's also
0: like this transition since i told him has been very hard because it's like okay we're gonna work on it but now we're asking me to think about uh, actively think about a thing that i don't think about naturally
1: do you want to think about it
0: not as much no i still want that two days in between i think i gotta tell him that
1: would you be happier with a week in between? Oh,
0: yeah. Well, then say that. Yeah, I probably will. Because I need, like, the mental break from it. It's too much
1: work. Is it pressure?
0: It... <sighs> yes. Like, let's... And I think he's... I don't know how much he knows about it yet. So I don't know what he's hoping the end game will be.
1: Well, we know what it is.
0: But he says like, "Oh, we can just kiss or whatever," and I'm like, "Okay, but you know, there's no switch that turns off for me. This is fine." And also, sometimes I just want to read a fucking book. Most of the time, I want to read a book. Ninety percent of the time. Your life is busy. Hmm?
1: You are you are you. You're the boss of Setlist FM. You have a child. You uh uh uh. You're in. The, you're, are you the president of this moms club? No, VP of Communications. VP. You're the VP of the Moms Club. Um, you, you're you busy. Yeah. You got things to do. So let's pretend that you and him decide, give me a week in between.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When that Friday night shows up, you're going to feel pressure. Yeah. And that's kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer. I kind of want to go back to be like, I could still drink the wine and do it now that we've acknowledged that's what I use it for. Like... But if for him, it's, that's not acceptable. Have
1: you tried drugs? Not, not to turn you. I'm not trying to turn right, you. Right, right. Just to be okay with it. I, uh. I'm thinking about ecstasy, if we can. Have you ever done ecstasy? No. No. You never tried it? No. I might, I might know a guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm willing to try it. I think, so. I mean, I've tried to uh, like, CBD to relax my brain at the end of the day, it was, yeah. it was only like 0.03
1: But what is your brain saying to you? Okay, for example, can we talk about this? If you don't want to, you don't have to. Okay. Your honeymoon night, because you had a beautiful wedding. We did
0: have a beautiful wedding, but we didn't have a honeymoon because we moved right afterwards. But so all day. our honeymoon vacation funds went into moving into the new place in Los Feliz.
1: Did you ever have like a real honeymoon? No. You still haven't. No. Do you think psychologically it's because the honeymoon means?
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: Can I also ask another psychological question? I happen to know that you had a boyfriend that lived in Santa Barbara. Oh, yeah. Is that because?
0: I liked having the space in between. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And Tim, when we first met, lived in San Diego. until. That's true, too. And he was a roadie. Oh. So he wasn't home very much.
1: So it all connects now.
0: And the pandemic when he was unemployed means he was
1: home a lot more too. An ornery.
2: Close, close spaces.
1: Also, you're a hot girl. Thank and, you. And he loves you, mm. when you when you're like, I know. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I try. You do try. Okay. So, so this is where I could say that he would feel tricked. Mm. He's like, you put on all this makeup, you do your hair, you have the best clothes. What do you want me to do? What do you expect me to do?
0: Pay me compliments and let me go.
1: So now that he knows, he knows.
0: Yes. Or he, and he still says he's like, I feel like, you know, feel like you know, I, I, I want to give you these compliments. I'm like, you can give me the compliments. That's fine. I just don't want you to expect anything to come from it. I'm not going to turn around. He can't say like, oh, those pants look good on you. I'm going to turn around and be like, let's go. Like that's no, never.
1: So okay, so what would so in the perfect brie world. Let's pretend that that Tim sees a therapist <laughs> or one of his buddies is a therapist yeah. or a really good friend. Um and he's he's now at one with himself. My wife just doesn't like it. Yeah. In a perfect world, what would it be like for you?
0: I don't think I know yet.
1: Maybe the week is bad because you'd, you would start hating Fridays. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, I, you know, I mean,
0: I think the thing for him is like, I think he likes spontaneity, but what he doesn't realize that is that it's never been spontaneous, you know?
1: But if you, if you were the one calling the shots on mm-hmm. this. Um,
0: I think if I was calling the shot, and this is very confusing for him, too, because he said, you know, like, I want to try something like he wants to try like tantric Okay, which is a lot about like eye contact and connection and stuff. And I still think that's a matter of trying to flip a switch, Um, which is not going to happen. Um, Whereas I would rather be like, Wednesday, nine o'clock,
1: okay. It's okay to have that in your calendar? Yeah. Even though you don't wanna do it? Maybe
0: maybe if like the day has been too rough or something or Desmond was just too, I had to fight him on everything or you know something happened, some sort of tragedy, and I had to read too much news about it, maybe I couldn't get my head in it, then I would say, okay, definitely not today. But it's easier for me to mentally prepare for it two days in advance than it is to not know what's going
1: to happen that night. Do you think you're capable of writing a book about this? Yeah. Was writing that post difficult? No, it was cathartic. And now that it's over, it's even more cathartic, right? Yeah. And now but you But ha-
0: like what is what is my book? Is it about all the relationships? Is it about like what what is it? <laughs> what is the book?
1: Maybe it's a short book. Hmm? Books don't have to be 300 pages. It's true. Just tell your truth. Hmm? Just tell your truth. Tell I would Yes, I would I would get into details about those relationships you had with people. And the struggles that you had and the fact that there were no role models, you didn't know if there was something wrong with you, if there's something wrong with the whole world. I mean, is that how, did you feel like there was something wrong with you?
0: I didn't feel like there was something wrong with me. I just felt like everybody else
1: was exaggerating. That sex was so great. Yeah. This again is why you're the perfect spokesperson (laughs) because I love it that. The mirror tells you that you're fat, even though you're not, and you believed it. Yeah. Right. But every boy who's trying to get down your pants is crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, thank you.
1: One of the interesting things that you said in this post is love, that you love him. Mm-hmm. So when you were falling in love with him, did, was that a mixed bag? Because you're like, I love him, but I know I'm going to torture him.
0: Yeah, kind of.
1: Did you try to hint to him while you were dating?
0: No, I just drank a lot. If I thought sex was going to happen, I just drank a lot. I mean, I don't think he even knows that sometimes I would drink a lot more than him if we were drinking on the same night. What were you drinking? Vodka. Straight. Shot. Yes, shots.
1: Because you're like, if I, get, if I just get plastered.
0: And being on Wellbutrin, it doubles the effect.
1: You're not supposed to drink with it? No. You are punk rock. (laughs) I guess so. So I'm just going to get hammered. But he
0: would always think like, oh, we're drinking the same amount. I'd be going in the kitchen and doing extra shots.
1: Yeah. If this is too sensitive, you'd get drunk and just lay there?
0: Kind of. I mean, I still make out with him. That's the part I don't mind. Yeah.
1: But when it was time to get naked? Yeah. You just lay there? Yeah, pretty much. And did any man ever like, be like, why do you just lay there? No, aren't you into it? Aren't you? Oh, no? That, they, that's, that's what they. Thank
0: God, nobody's ever asked that.
1: <laughs> so, no. Thank God, men are just, they just animals. Yeah, they just
0: go ahead. I think I described it to my therapist like that. I was like, with alcohol, you know, it's like, do you want a glass of wine? Sure. Do you want to have sex? Sure. Without alcohol, do you want a glass of wine? No, thank you. Do you want sex? No, thank you.
1: Yeah. Do you think subconsciously you had these? relationships that you've had in your past because you knew
0: yeah. if, if I date
1: the boy next door
0: maybe yeah I don't know I if, haven't thought about it that much but yeah That's there's gonna like be to issues brody texts people who are not around meet people on tour be their tour boyfriend for three days never see them again yeah, yeah. it okay. makes for good stories without having to you know be that attached.
1: So why did you marry Tim?
0: Because I love him and I think he's the first person even for my other boyfriends who I've actually care about his needs which also made this very hard like could I just have keep going? Could <laughs> I mean I might have to go secretly drunk to still do it. But
1: I'm, I'm sorry what?
0: I might have to get secretly drunk to keep doing it but uh I yeah, I just, I don't want to keep doing it like that.
1: Would you be okay if he had a side chick?
0: I think so, if it was a purely physical thing. Just for that? Yeah, that's okay.
1: You're an incredible person.
0: Do you know I used to try to set my, when I wanted to break up with boyfriends, I tried to set them up with somebody else. I did it so a few that times. So would cheat on
1: me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so I'm they like, wouldn't cheat?
0: No, so they would cheat and then want to leave. Oh. Instead of me breaking up with them, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to leave this party. So I'd leave a party thinking, like, they're going to end up together at the end of the party. I don't know if they ever did, but... I would try to set things up to make it easier for me to exit.
1: Huh. So you would totally be okay if he had, just for convenience sake, a side I girl. don't think
0: that's within the realm, possibly, for him. I think he needs the emotional connection to go with it at least right now I think maybe it's something he'd have to explore in therapy but which I haven't convinced him to get yet but uh yeah I would be okay with that
1: so if you just knew a slutty girl on your block by the way (laughs) I don't think there's any slutty girls on your block you have a nice block (laughs)
0: probably not
1: (laughs) my block is different um and he was honest with you yeah and said look I'm going to see Lulu
0: yeah. I know friends who have open marriages, you know, and they have approved people and they're safe about it. So I'm sure it could be arranged like that. I just don't know if that's something that he's open to yet.
1: All right. I'm going to ask you one more final personal question. You've been great on all these questions, by the way. Thank you. Have you ever just woken up wanting it?
0: No. So you truly are asexual. I don't even know what it's like to wake up wanting it.
1: Well, I mean, you know, the band Morningwood. Yes. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know about that. Your body wants it before your consciousness is even awake. No,
0: and I think I read about it in the blog, too. I think that's why I've been, I've been so shitty about birth control and supporting, you know, those things. I, I don't understand. Just don't have sex. I don't understand what's so hard about that.
1: <laughs> well, vice versa, we can't understand right. you either. Yes. OK, this is super personal. We okay. can say no to this. Have you ever gotten wet naturally without a man?
0: I my body responds. Like, my body responds to Tim. It doesn't shut him out. There's just no mind connection for it. Wow. Um, and, you know, I've pleasured myself just to make sure it works. But it's never, I am not like, oh, that's great. I want it again. It's like, I'd rather go read a fucking book.
1: It wasn't pleasurable.
0: It was okay. It was not more pleasurable than a massage.
1: So the friends that you have out there who might be learning about this for the first time, how can we be better friends for you? How can we support you? Uh, <laughs> should, we find, should we find slutty girls for Tim? Is that no. the best way to do it? I don't
0: think that's the, I don't think that's the first step. <laughs> no. no uh. Would
1: you feel jealous?
0: I mean, I guess I would be a little worried that he would like fall for her or something, you know, like that there would be some kind of bond that I couldn't offer. But
1: that's true. Mm-hmm. However, how many women would let their man go frolic? Mm-hmm. To me, that's the keeper. Is the woman who will allow you to do this, not the mistress.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, it's just...
1: Unless he uses it against... Acknowledge
0: that it it exists, I guess, is the first step because people don't know that it it exists and that it's an actual orientation and you're born with it. By the way, my mother asked me uh, if something happened. She was like, something happened when you were a toddler. I wonder if it could be it. And I was like, what, mom? You know, and she's like, well, you had chicken pox and you had 104 fever and the doctor said your brain swelled. And I was like, no, mom. My brain swelly didn't do this to me. Come on. So you told your mom? Yes. Well, she reads my blog and she reads Twitter. So, yeah.
1: You're more worried about your aunts than you were your mom?
0: Yeah, because I feel like the aunts would be, I don't know. There's just uh, some older school people on there. My mom, I don't know. I don't think she wants to offer me any advice or anything like that, but. You know, I know uh, in the community, a lot of people have, you know, come out to their parents and their parents start describing their sex lives to them. And that was the last thing that they want.
1: Well, when you and your father,
0: on our honeymoon, no, thank when
1: you. we conceived you, young Brie.
0: No, thank you. Why would they say that? I don't know, but I was conceived by uh, artificial insemination. So that makes me feel better.
1: Oh, hmm. you have a sister. I have two sisters. Have you talked to them?
0: Yes, my sister Sarah is the first one that I told.
1: How how what was her reaction?
0: She said, "How can I support you?"
1: Oh.
0: I, said, I don't know. I mean, Where I guess what I I'm digging then? to
1: is do they have this gene? Is it a gene?
0: No, it's not a gene, it's an orientation. Um and I mean, if you look into it, there's a whole spectrum of people who experience different kinds of attractions and you can have so many of these labels you know aromantic asexual gray sexual, demisexual there's all of these things and none of those specific labels were there when i first looked into it in 2005. Um, but yeah i mean i really just acknowledge that it exists um and 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 it's not a disorder it's not a problem we don't want to be fixed you can't be fixed nor do we want to fix. <laughs>
1: yeah. Similarly, a
0: lot, a lot of what's happening to the asexual community, I think. Granted, I just went back in. Is um, people are saying like, "We'll take this pill or take this hormone," and that's a lot like conversion therapy, which is no longer acceptable to say to gay or bisexual people.
1: Well, Brie, God bless you.
0: Thanks for talking about it.
1: Thank me. Thank you. <laughs> I I think you, this is going to be a bestseller book. I hope so. Because, because there's the audience of people like you who never had validation that they're not crazy, that there's something wrong with them. that They're broken. And then there's people like me who thought we knew it all <laughs> and we didn't know shit. Yeah. And all of the things that we thought, oh, well, she just never really loved. She never had a, she's lesbian, all these things. No.
0: None of that. No.
1: So you got a huge book. You're going to have a big house. (laughs) Don't forget the little people when you get up there.
0: Maybe. Maybe I can stay in Los Feliz.
1: Shit, you'll be the queen of Los Feliz. (laughs) Hopefully. Thank you, Brie. Thank you. How great was Brie. You know who else we want to spoon, fall asleep, and have brunch with? Our Patreons, who accept us as we are. When you stoke us, you're saying, Tony, Jordan, here's a Coke classic. Oh my god, here's a ticket to the BTS show. Screw it, here's a ticket and a parking pass. Every buck you hand over helps us keep this insane project a-rolling. So shout out to our Patreons, Nancy Rommelman, Allie Miller, Sean Atlow, Matt Mills, Sean Wallace, Greg and Molly, Jamie Taylor, Mark Johnson, Kira Ann, Barney Granke, Ben Welsh, Henry Furman, Jen Adams, The Lonely Chair, and Trevor Wilson. Want to hear your name at the end of next week's show? Go to patreon.com slash hereinLA and give till it hurts. Also, shout out to our Angelinos. To be an Angelino, all you have to do is PayPal us 25 bucks or more, And we will list you on the Here in L.A. website forever. You'll also be given a number to denote how early you got in to make this dream come alive. Angelino number one is Allie Miller. Number two, George Wright. Three is Rita Joanne. Four is Jason Sutter. Five, Grant Houghton. Six is Rob Baker. And number seven is Kev Chang. Just PayPal your hard-earned cash to busblog at gmail.com. Want to support us, but you got COVID toe? Don't worry. You can help too. Just post your favorite episode on your Facebook. It really helps if you post the most recent episode on your Facebook. Tweet something nice about us. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. Tell them how Here in LA is spelled and that it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts. Here in LA is produced by myself, Tony Pierce, and a man who is working during Hanukkah to make you happy. Jordan Katz. Editing, mixing, and music supervision by Jordan Katz. Original songs by Oregon and Jordan Katz. Griffith Observatory by the brother Steve. Special thanks to Cindy for creating the logo, Jen for inspiring this, and everyone who is still figuring out who they are and how they can make everybody happy. MC Brown for Governor! Governor. Governor. Governor.